All right. Um, year end. Okay. And also, yes. Oh, thank you, Justin. Today or this week is the last week to make any year end um, giving to the Lord uh, today. Um, so if, if what, today will be the the last day we receive giving to God. So if you use that to deduct on your taxes or anything like that, um, you want to make sure that you get it in today so that it makes it into your um, 2016 giving form. So we pass those out um, somewhere in, uh, at, at the end of January before I think the 30, the last Sunday is the day we have to give them to you. So we'll get those out to you uh, before January 31st. So um, just, just for tax purposes. So if you are giving, we're going to take the offering at the end of service. So, um, sound good? All right, cool. Hey, where are all the kids? Uh, especially if you're in your PJs. Come on up. I want to see you guys come on up here. Go ahead, sit on the sit on the stage. I think next year we should have a pajama contest. Like, you know how you do ugly sweater contests? We'll do a, like, ugly pajama contest next Christmas. <laughs> All right, let me see. Aiden, come on up here. Lincoln, come on up here. Lyric, come on up here. Okay. Hey, did, you, did anybody open up presents already? Yeah? Did you guys get good presents? Yeah? You didn't? You don't, you're not sure yet? You'll see? Oh, okay, there you go. Did you get good presents? All right, so what, what were you asking for for Christmas? Because I don't really have the game yet, but I got it yesterday. Oh, all right. Who'd you get it from? Uh, my secret Santa. Secret Santa. All right. His name was Jojo. Oh, secret Santa's name is Jojo. Okay. How about you, Aiden? What were, what were you hoping to get for Christmas? A tablet? A tablet? How many of you adults have tablets? Did you get one? You got one? Who who got it for you? My grandparents. Your grandpa. Oh, nice. Your grandparents must love you. That's a good present. All right, buddy. What what did you want for Christmas? Did you open your presents yet? Yeah. yeah? What did you want for Christmas? Um, a DS. A DS? Mm-hmm. What's a DS? Um, it's like a rectangle, like like this. Yeah. It has a screen that sh- that plays video games. It plays video games. What's yeah. your favorite game? Um, uh, Mario Kart Eight. Mario Kart. All right. And did you did you already play it? No, I don't have it yet. Oh, you don't know. So you're you're talking in faith. So, so he believes in the prosperous gospel. He's just claiming it right now. It's coming. Who's going to get it for you? Uh, I don't know yet. You don't know? Maybe Jesus? Mm-hmm. You don't think Jesus can get you that? I think Santa. Je- All right, Jesus? Where, where's Joseph? Okay, hey, let's give these guys a big hand. Joseph, come on up here, buddy. Where's Joseph? Come on, buddy. Come on. You got a big testimony I want to share with everybody. Here, I won't make you talk. I'll hold you. I won't make you talk. 
Come on up here. You don't have to talk. No? All right. I'm going to give Joseph's testimony. So Joseph was praying to the Lord for a skateboard. So mom and dad were like, well, we're not getting any skateboard. So you're, you're going to have to pray about it um, because Jesus was already getting Joseph some other things. <clears throat> so he prayed and he prayed. And at our candlelight service, all the kids got skateboards. And he got a Ninja Turtle skateboard. Because he was... <clears throat> so, so God answers prayers, right? So I think you need to you pray and you'll get that. All right. All right. Let me see. I'm on it. Three young ladies. So I want to ask three young ladies questions. All right. You guys. Thank you guys so much. You guys can get down. Zoe, come on up here. You want to come? Come on. Come on. Jaylee, come on up here. See, when you get older kids up here, like the gifts get more expensive but smaller. They're like smaller but more expensive. So Zoe, what what were you asking for Christmas? Uh. <laughs> I kind of forget. You forget? Yeah. Did you did you get anything for Christmas yet? Yeah, I did. What was your favorite one so far? My favorite one was a huge present. It was a huge present, like this big. And, yes. And what? it was a Finding Dory thing. It was a Finding Dory thing? Yeah. What does it do? Uh, It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> so what, what do you do with it? Um... I forget. You forget? But it's big, right? Yeah. That's all that matters. And how about you? So if brother asked for a tablet and got it, did you ask for a car? No, I asked for a tablet. I got the same thing. You got the same thing? My grandparents got us the same thing. Your theme. grandparents love you guys. Can you share your grandparents with me? Because I want to ask for a tablet too. <laughs> no? Did Delilah get a tablet too? Uh. Only me and Aiden. Oh, okay. Because we got is, the big presents. Was that your favorite gift so far? Yeah. How about you, Jaylee? What does what does a young, beautiful lady like you ask for for Christmas? Uh, I asked for earrings. For earrings? Oh. And my Nino, he got me the my birthstone earrings. Oh, for, birthstone earrings from Nino. That is awesome. <laughs> Very good. How many of you guys are Ninos out there? How many of you are not getting your 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 grand god kids presents ninos need to get burst on earrings awesome all right thank you ladies so much all right judah let's try it boy i'm worried about you daniel come on up here come on okay so what does a cool guy like you ask for for Christmas? A tablet. A tablet? Did, did you get the tablet? Yes. Oh my goodness, he got a tablet. What kind of tablet? Do you know what kind? I don't know. The kind that turns on? Do you have games on it? No. Not yet? You got to download the apps? What kind of apps do you want to play? Like Minecraft or something like that? No. No? No. You just got the tablet? Yeah. That's all that matters. Daniel, what did you get? What do you want? For, what did you ask for Christmas? Did you know what you wanted? You want anything? You don't care? A what? A camera. A camera. Oh. Okay, so these used to be big kid gifts. Just, they, now they're, did you get a camera? You got one? Yes. Yes? What kind of camera? Did Dad get you like the Nikon or like the Canon? What was it? A Canon. A Canon. 
Is it like is it a cannon that like shoots bullets? Yeah. 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 And can you like strap it on your back and and like you, you like you add like other things to it? No. No, I'm getting I'm going too far. Yeah. All right. So. All right. So Judah, what what did you want for Christmas this year? A oh, penny board. A penny board. Did you get a penny board? You did? Who'd you get a penny board from? From, from, from Jesus here? What kind of penny board? Oh, Ninja Ninja Turtle. Oh, a Ninja Turtle one? All right, that's cool. Are you going to break your neck on that thing? Yeah, please don't. All right. So all of you parents who got the skateboards, like, you can't sue us. They were, they were from Jesus, so if you have anything happens, you go to the Lord. So... All right, so we love you guys. Hey, why don't you sit down? Thank you guys so much. Let's give the kids a big hand. So, hey, I'm going to read you the story of Christmas. Is that okay? So I need you guys to kind of like... Oh, stay here. Yeah. I need you guys to just chill with us. Parents, if they do get like extremely out of hand, just go ahead and quietly grab them and put them on your lap. Um, but you guys, you guys want to hear the story of Christmas? How many of you know that the, that the story of Christmas is really about Jesus, right? Do you guys remember the, the, the play? You guys, oh, these kids did a wonderful job at the candlelight service. This gives it, almost all these kids were there. They were, it was awesome. If you, if you missed our candlelight service, it was so amazing. There was people who dedicated their lives to the Lord. Um, the play that Vanessa wrote was powerful, and so many amazing things happened that night. So it was just great to see us celebrating Jesus and, and developing that tradition. So... Hey, if you guys have your Bibles with you, let's uh, turn to Luke chapter 2. And we've been talking about Emmanuel. Can you kids say Emmanuel? And Emmanuel means God with us. Say God with us. Now this was an Old Testament name that was prophesied over Jesus that eventually Matthew uh, used and pulled that prophecy and began to remind us of what was, was spoken long ago. To begin to to pull the Old Testament prophecies into the New Testament prophecies. And how many of you know that the words of the prophets are still important for us today? That the Old Testament is just as important today as it was back then, right? Hey, it's okay. It's just Christmas morning. Don't don't feel stressed out about any of this. So we're gonna we're gonna read the story of Christmas. You guys can also follow along up there. Luke chapter two, and I'm gonna start in verse one. Now in those decrees. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius, the governor of Syria, and every sorry, was governor of Syria, and everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own town. Joseph also went up to Galilee from the city of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house of the fa- house and family of David in order to register along with Mary who was engaged to him and was with child. And so Mary was going to have a baby and anyone know who that baby was going to be? Who was that baby going to be? Yep, it was going to be Jesus, right? While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth and she gave birth to her firstborn son. Say firstborn. Firstborn son. So we we know biblically that Mary had other children. And she wrapped him in cloth and she laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. 
In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Can any of you guys say, Don't be afraid? So when you scare someone, Don't be afraid. Right? Scare you. It doesn't work like that. So the angel of the Lord said, Don't be afraid. Um, for behold, I bring good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Say all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior. A Savior promise. And His name was Jesus. He is the Christ. The, he, is, he is who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appealed, appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on the earth peace among men with whom He is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them in heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. This is a very important thing for us to... Are the kids being... Is it a little distracting for you guys? Hey, you guys want to do something for me? Just real quietly stand up and go find a seat next to your mommies and daddies. We're still saying the story of Jesus, right? You guys are going to pay attention? All right, cool. I love this thing because it's the same response that happens with the gospel. When Christ is revealed to men, there, there really is only one true response that should happen when, when the Savior has been made known to, to a man or to a woman for the first time. The true response, the, 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 the sinner's response should be, let's find this Christ. I, I, I want to know who this Christ is. And I think, unfortunately, what's happened with many in our culture today is when Christ is revealed or, or, or Christ is presented to the listener, to the hearer of the word, that this was good news being presented to these shepherds, right? That, those are the exact words that were being given. Good news to these shepherds. When, when good news, when the good news of Christ, the story of Jesus, and it's not just a story, the historical fact of Him coming to the earth, living and dying and resurrecting, when that truth is presented as good news to the hearer, I believe that to those who receive that good word, there's only one natural response, and that's to search out the Christ. Is, is to not wait, not to hesitate. And I think there's far too many in, in, our, in our culture today who are struggling to search out the Christ. One of the major themes in the life of our church is Matthew 6.33. That seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then all of these things will be added unto you. And that thing of seeking is, is, is really chasing Him down. Is, is wanting to know every ounce of who He is. Wanting to know uh, His story. Who He was. What He did. What He said. What He didn't say. What He did and what He didn't do. I think it's too many people have 
preconceived notion of what Christ said and, and what Christ did, and it doesn't actually really match up to who He really was. I, I, I've been watching online a lot of people post things about Christmas and the, and the real history of Christmas. And, and honestly, the, the church has done a bad job of, of presenting what Christmas really was and is, you know. Um, the, the, the whole history of Christmas um, isn't a biblical thing if, if, we, if we're honest and truthful to ourselves. Um, the Roman Empire and how it implemented Christianity and, and changed uh, what Christmas is to us today um, can be argued by people looking outside the church into the church. And so, But I'm watching all of these things of people saying, oh, well, Chris, Christmas was a really a, a, a heathen or not heathen, a pagan holiday and, and all these things. And, and some of those facts are, are, are weaved in with kind of lies and it's all this blurry mess. And my answer to people who, who are mixing the truth is if you want to mix the truth, then at least go find the true truth. Find the whole truth. Find, find the actual account so that you can give a true account so you can be a true witness, Right? If we want to be a true witness and someone says, hey, you're celebrating Christmas, do you know that that was a pagan holiday? I mean, that would probably put most of us back on our heels. Like, what? What do you mean it was a pagan holiday? Like, but when we're able to say, hey, I'm not celebrating a pagan holiday. I'm not even celebrating this thing of, of, of you know, commercialism and the gifts. What I'm celebrating is the birth of the Savior Christ. And against that, I don't believe any man can contend if they're really were truthful about wanting to seek out the Christ. I ask people all the time who, who wrestle with the truth of Christ and who He was and did He really exist to, to do as much research as, as much talking that they do. You know what I'm saying? Instead of talking about how you don't believe it and how it's false, I wish people would go and do the research about it to see, to prove themselves either right or prove themselves wrong. But most, most men, especially in today's world, um, who are uh, into apologetics. And apologetics is really like finding truths and, and answering those hard questions that, that the outside world has against Christianity. Many men who are scholars today were actually people who didn't believe in God before. They were people who were atheists, who, who didn't believe God existed. And, and they actually put themselves on a journey to prove religion wrong, to prove God wrong, to prove Christ wrong. And many men who have done that have actually, at the end of that journey, converted to be believers. Because they've seen that the historical facts that line up with, with even this story of Jesus actually will, will transform you of knowing all of the things that had to line up to bring Jesus to this place in this time. It's amazing. And so I, I love this story of Christ and I love this, this response from the shepherds to say, let's go now. Let's go now and seek this Christ who has been spoken to us. We've, been, we've received the good news, now let's go find Him. So they came in a hurry and they found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as He lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in, in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told to them. 
The other thing I love about, about the shepherds part of this, of this Christmas story is not only did they receive the good news, and not only did they go and seek out to see that the good news was true, but after they realized that the good news was true, they actually became witnesses of that truth. They began to share it. Scripture just read that they begin to share with all around, all, all the people around them, and all of the people who heard this good news actually were, were filled with awe and wonder about the things that the shepherds had not only been told, but had witnessed, and now they had become witnesses. And I believe that that's a natural response also for any believer. That as we have been told the good news and we've received the good news, believe the good news, that a natural response is that we actually become sharers, givers, witnesses of that good news. How many of you can say amen to that? Verse 21 reads, And when eight days had passed before his circumcision, his name was then called Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus, right? Savior. We've gone through that study before that his name means Savior. Can you, that in Hebrew, when they named their children something, it meant something, Right? And so, can you imagine you're chasing your son around, you're saying, Savior, Savior, come and clean your room. Take out the trash, Savior. You know, this is, this is his name. Savior. The name had been given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of their purification, of their purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And this is where we get baby dedications from when we present children to the Lord here and how we, we made known to us as a church that we don't baptize babies, but in, in line with what Jesus did, we present babies to the Lord uh, as soon as the parents are willing to do so. Um, here is eight days after he was born, right? As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves for two young pigeons. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him, and had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the customs of the law, then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, and this is just, can you imagine holding the Savior in your arms and beginning to prophesy and thank God for this thing that had been given to him. Now the Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, say all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles, say Gentiles. And that means that this light, this light was now being prophesied in the New Testament upon Jesus' birth, that this gift wasn't just only for the Jews, that it was now being presented to the rest of the world, to every person, every color, every creed, every nation, every anything, that this is being presented to all. And this is what's important in, in, in Luke's gospel, as we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, that he was, he was showing the Gentile that this gift of Emmanuel was for all mankind. And he was bringing the nuances that had taken place in this prophetic word given by Simeon, this prayer 
that was being given is that Jesus would now be the gift to all mankind. And his father and mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed and a sword will pierce even your own soul to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there, were, and there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple serving night and day with fastings and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of Him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. So it's just fulfillment of promise. That everything that God had said before in the Old Testament, everything that had been prophesied, all the, 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 the sequence of events that had taken place in human history now led up to the Messiah being born. This gift being given to the world. And, and I don't know about you, but I mean, that just does something to me from the inside out. To know that this gift of Jesus, Emmanuel, was, was given to me. And it was given to you. And I know we get caught up in the hype of Christmas and the dollars and the sense of it all and the presents and the tamales and everything else that we're excited about. But Jesus, that's why we're here this morning. That's why we didn't cancel service. Although we were, we were very tempted to do so because we want you to spend time with your family. We want you to enjoy all, all that this season brings. We don't want to take you away from that. But we also want to put Jesus in His rightful place. And His rightful place is first. Because of what He did for us. Because of, of this, this presentation of God being manifested on this earth in this season that we celebrate. We don't want to miss any opportunity for us to celebrate that name the name that we as a church put in lights. And, and I want us to read this in, in Amos chapter 3, verse 7 through 8. It reads this, all these prophetic words that lined up perfectly to manifest, to bring Jesus to the stage. Verse, um, Amos 3, 7 through 8 says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless He reveals His secret counsel to His servants, the prophets. And so what I want you to know is that nothing that God does he, he doesn't say before. God is a God who prepares people, right? He is a God who, who cultivates the ground. He is a God who, who puts things in place and in motion. He is a God of order. It wasn't this secret thing that God was saying, okay, I want, I want my son Jesus to be born in obscurity. You know, I'm just, I just want him to be safe. and He's going to be born. He's going to do this quiet little ministry here on earth. And the few that, that hear him, you know, they'll be the ones. No. God had been orchestrating things since the beginning of time. Right? We read this in John 1.1, 1, 1, right? Jesus was there when the plan was made for Him to have to come to earth to eventually be murdered on a cross for our sins. There was, so there was nothing that had been done that God had not first revealed to the prophets. And the prophets' role in, in, on the earth and, and, and to help guide mankind to this time was to prepare us was to prepare the world for Jesus' coming. But I think the, the same thing is for you and I today. 
And God wants to set things in motion in your life. Next week, we're, we're going to be having a Vision Sunday. And, and I want to encourage you guys right now to come with an expectation for 2017. Now, we say this all the time. I know uh, uh, Steve does this with the youth when they go to youth camp. We do this when we go on getaways. Like, and, and honestly, it, a lot of times it falls flat on its face. How many of you guys do New Year's resolutions? Some of you might, some of you do. How many of you just say, I don't do resolutions, but I try to do something really hard? Yeah, some of us do that too. Now listen, I, want, I, I don't want you to, to do this in your own power. I don't want you to say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I want you to have an expectation of God for 2017. Because we sang this morning that He is faithful. He is faithful. So when we have an expectation of God, we have to know because of His faithfulness, that thing is more than likely going to happen because it's Him. It has nothing to do with us. But we, when we line ourselves up with what He has said and what when He has done, I guarantee you that those things will come to pass. What expectations do you have? What foundations, what prophetic words has the Lord been speaking over your life? What did He say in 2001, 2002, 2003, 1976? What, what did He say in 1984? What, what, what has He said that hasn't come to pass? that you are actually contending for and saying, I believe it because, Lord, you said it. Because God doesn't do anything that He hasn't revealed first to His prophets. And the Lord is speaking over this church and He's speaking over your lives. Just like He spoke over the things of Jesus coming to the earth and those things came to pass because He is faithful. And I'm telling you that God wants to do the same for His children today. There's no difference. We were created in His image. Of course, we are not equal to Christ because Christ is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. But we are valued by God as children. And if every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, then you and I need to know that that value that's been bestowed upon us, why wouldn't He be faithful? Why wouldn't He want to come through for you in 2017? Why wouldn't you come with an expectation bigger than life? Why wouldn't you come up with an expectation for your marriage like you've never had before? An expectation for your finances like you've never had before? An expectation that you have for your children like you've never had before? And watch God begin to lay foundations for that thing. Are you with me? Verse 8, a lion has roared. And I love that about God. When, when God has spoken, when God has spoken through the voice of the prophets, a lion has roared. Can you hear that? It's like when those angels came and just declared with all the glory of God that the Messiah would come. I mean, there's just no denying it. Can, I know we can't even picture this. I mean, I, I like to watch movies. I mean, how many of you guys are movies? Right? Have, have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? I, I think it's on, on the last one, The Return of the King, when, um, what's the wizard guy? The Gandalf comes from the top of the hill and he brings that, that glowing white staff and that thing just shines. Whoosh, like, and just everyone's just like, wow. Right? That thing just comes down. I'm telling you, when the angels of God just came up and just, just shared the glory of God, it was undeniable that what they said was going to come to pass. And when God speaks prophetically here in Amos, when it says, a lion has roared, it's like, the Lord has said so. Who can argue it? Right? If you want to see a, a sign like that, you see it with uh, um, um, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. When, when Aslan, the lion, is, is, is having an argument with that evil witch, right? And I, she was a witch, that's why I said that. 
<laughs> and so she's, she's speaking lies and deceit. And eventually the lion just goes, Rah! and he just puts her in her place because the lion has roared. And when God speaks prophetically, he puts things in its place. And you and I have to hold on to those things. That's what he did when Jesus came to the earth. I'm telling you, that's what he's doing today. The lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord has spoken. Who cannot prophesy? And that word prophesy is to declare what the Lord has revealed to you. Right? It's not this fortune-telling spookiness. It's to declare what the Lord has revealed to you. Who of us cannot declare what the Lord has said? Who of us cannot be so excited about the, what the Lord has said? There's, there's, a, there's a Christmas song that we used to do when I was a kid. Um, uh, not a Christmas song. Uh, when Jesus, uh, when um, Peter and John uh, healed the man at the, at, the, at the gate, right? And after he had been healed and touched, how could he not say what had happened to him, right? He went walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. Who cannot declare what the Lord has done? When the Lord has touched you, you'll know. And I, I know I'm on this side, but these guys never get to see me because I'm always over there. So this is a treat for all of you guys. Yeah, this is, this is the special matinee section over here. So Emmanuel has come. Emmanuel has come. God with us. God has already come. And Jesus said, I will never leave you and never will forsake you. Even to the end of the age, I will never leave you nor forsake you. How many of you are still holding on to that promise? How many of you are holding on to it today? How many of you held on to it in 2016? How many of you are going to hold on to it in 2017? We need to hold on to that thing until Christ comes back. He will never leave us, never forsake us. Emmanuel, God with us. And His name was Jesus. And I'm telling you, in 2017, we as a church are going to celebrate Jesus more than ever. We are going to talk about Him. We are going to sing about Him. We are going to preach about Him. We are going to witness about Him. We are going to share Jesus. It's going to be a Jesus fest all day long in 2017. And I hope you're comfortable with it. Because a lot of people aren't. I have friends who lead churches, who preach about Jesus over and over and over again. And there have been people, good Christian people, who have left their church. And here's the reason why. You preach about Jesus too much. You don't preach about anything else but Jesus. And I'm telling you, if we can graduate from Jesus, we're in serious trouble. We as a church are never going to graduate from Jesus. Now, we know that there's issues in our life that need to be solved. How many of you have issues in your life that need to be solved? How many of you have relational things that need to be healed? How many of you have physical things that need to be healed? But what's the answer to all of that? Jesus. And that's why we preach Jesus. And that's why it's always going to be about Jesus. It's not going to be about me. It's not going to be about you. It's going to be about Him. How many of you can say amen to that? His name is Jesus. He lived. He ministered. He poured His life into all who would listen to Him and believe. He was crucified. He resurrected. And He revealed Himself once again before eventually He ascended back to heaven where He is seated on the throne. He is at the right hand of the Father and He is waiting for the Father to give Him the nod. That once and final heavenly nod. And He says, go and pick up your bride. And that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting to see Emmanuel once and for all come not as a, as, as a, as a, as a crucified lamb or as a, as a, or as a sacrificed body, 
as the leader of heaven's armies. He's going to come down on a white stallion with the backing of heaven behind him. And I don't know if you've read those prophetic images in, in Revelation. He's, he has writings. I, I picture it as like one of those big old MMA tattoos. Uh, just writings on his leg. It says, King of Kings and Lord of Lords on a stallion. And he's going to come and pick up his church as a victorious king. He is no longer an infant baby in the manger. He's the Messiah, the resurrected King. And we are going to celebrate that King all throughout 2017. How many of you are excited to do that? How many of you are willing to do that with me? Yeah. Can we give Jesus praise this morning?